welcome to episode five of A Brew with Chris and Lou. Hi. Hello and welcome to episode five of A Brew with Chris and Lou. This episode, we are going to be talking about Pride, the detox after Pride, uh, the vigil afterwards and, and why Pride was set up in Liverpool. If anyone is not from Liverpool, there has been some controversy this week, which is hashtag gobbles on the cobbles. Gobbles on the cobbles. And we're also going to be talking about Archie Battersby and Alfie Evans and how those cases are similar in a way. And then to finish off on a positive Put your teeth in, Chris. On a positive note, we are going to be doing Agony Ant with myself, where Lou will be reading in one of your questions that you have sent in, and I will be answering it as your Agony Ant. So, without further ado, welcome to episode five. So, Lou, how was your week this week? Oh, it was a busy week. Busy, busy, busy. We had Pride. Uh, what else have we done? Um, it's been another another week of summer holiday work. So that's been busy, busy, yeah. busy with lots of young people to be working with. And yeah, it's been a bit mad. The weather's been mad. Yeah. It's been raining. It's been sunny. It's like that song off the end of Mrs. Brown's, but whether it's rain, hail, or it's sunshine. That's literally been this week. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. It's a script. <laughs> yeah, we always have a good time. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Whether it's hail, rain, or it's sunshine. But I feel like, besides the hail, we've had every single weather this week. So, yeah. It's been yeah. Good. How about you? Uh, I've had a busy week this week. Feel like I haven't stopped apart from this weekend, where I feel like we've had a pretty chilled one, really, haven't we? Uh, your mum and dad have got COVID, so yep. you're <laughs> currently residing in my address temporarily uh, <laughs> for a couple of days. Um, I'm probably going to shave my head again by the time that you leave. Wow, rude! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've had. Uh, calendar girls or uh, rehearsals this week, haven't you? Yep, they've been fun. Um, we decided on, so me and Donna decided on the charity that we're going to fundraise for whilst the show's live. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be meeting them next week. At Fabulous. One of the closed rehearsals. So that's exciting. And good. Yeah. Um, good. And then uh, what else have we been up to? I haven't really been up to much. We went out with a dog yesterday with the drone. He loved that, chasing the drone all day. If um, anyone is on Instagram and would like to have a look at my little doggy, his name is Theo, and his uh, account is Theo's Pugs Life. Little plug on Instagram there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, without further ado, how did you find Pride? Um, Pride was so fun. I, I think after a, a million thousand steps, which I'm a bit fuming with because I didn't put my watch on. Well, I had it on, it died. Yeah. So I haven't done me, I, I haven't filled me rings on him, Apple Sports or whatever it is. So Not I'm like gutted. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was good. There was lots going on. Boney M were fun to watch. They were fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was good. Like the atmosphere was amazing. Like you know, 
for a first event back after a, how many years? It's, it's yeah. fun. Watching the this was the first year I didn't do the march. Was it? Yeah. So the first year since what two thousand and ten, I've not done the march. Um, obviously because I had to be on site at the at the festival site. So, um, watching the march come down Water Street towards the main entrance was actually really emotional to watch because it was just hundreds of thousands of people. It wasn't hundreds of thousands of people, but it was uh, thousands of people. Like sort of stopping down st- Water Street. And were they stopping at the at the strands for strand, the traffic yeah, lights? Yeah, so so waiting for the sort of traffic to be stopped and, and that was, you know, that was something we had to do anyway. So they were st- I feel sorry for someone all the people on the strand because they were just sat there for ages waiting for this march to carry on and it just seemed like it wasn't stopping. There was just people everywhere. Um but yeah, the festival site was amazing and there were so many like local people, local organizations there. Mm. So yeah, it was nice. We got to the end of the night, managed to have a drink. Um, yeah. And even though I was absolutely shattered, I was like, going to get changed and go out, out. But then thought, if I take off my walking boots, my feet are going to swell to triple the size. And I'm not even going to put a pair of Crocs on. So uh, um, went out to town with my walking boots on. Absolute style icon in, in the masquerade. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was fun. It was just lovely. The weather as well, yeah, surprised me. We had a bit of rain during Boney M, but other than that, it was pretty chilled mm. day, and, and the weather uh, was somewhat yeah. all right. It was just it was drizzle most of the time. Yeah, not like twenty nineteen when you were having to whack out the rain max and that and sort of. Surprised, <laughs> actually, get some ponchos just in case. No, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe no. that's a thing that. Uh, LCR Pride used to have a look at. Well, one year they did do rainbow umbrellas, 2019, and they flew out the, oh, flew out the stock thing. Yeah, so, yeah, it was good. It was a lovely weekend. I enjoyed it. Uh, How was it for you, doing the march? And... So I did the march, which felt like it was never-ending, and my feet were absolutely throbbing afterwards. Um, it was such a good vibe, though. Uh, yeah, so I did the march, and then I came home to see baby Theo, uh, for a couple of hours and to drink some wine. Uh, because, Two bottles. <laughs> uh, no, I drank one bottle. Yeah. Well, I'd say about three quarters of a bottle because we drank a quarter of it the night before, if you remember, because we'd had a bottle and then yeah. a little bit of a quarter yeah. the night before. Um, yeah, and um, stayed in for a couple of hours, drank that wine because I knew that, obviously, with any festival site, prices are always a little bit more. And, you know, she's there... Uh, Saving a pound, so uh, <laughs> saving a pennies. Got a got a hen party to go to at the end of the month. So yeah, so um, yeah, that was, it, it was good fun. And then obviously I came out, and as I came out, Boney M were headlining. Yeah. It was literally had missed every other act. Thank God Marcus Collins was there. I wouldn't have turned up anyway. Uh. Uh, that's twice I've mentioned him on this podcast. So clearly I've got an issue. And yeah, so I went out for Boney M, had an absolute ball, sang along. They were odd. <laughs> odd. That's the only way that... they were unique, weren't they? They were unique. Yeah. Yes. But it was boss watching the crowd just absolutely having a ball. Yeah, um, when Rasputin come stores, in yeah. and like uh, Rivers of Babylon and. <laughs> All that, all that. What else did they sing? Uh, oh, there's a 
Oh yeah, there was a few. There was a, yeah, they did a few, a few classics. <laughs> yeah, they did. But it, yeah, they were unique. And then I had to wait around for you to finish. In yeah. the middle, of, in the meantime of waiting for you to finish, I drank Bonian's gin that they left behind. Yep, yep. Snuck backstage to the, the broken down backstage. Yeah, we all had a little break. Um, yeah, a few. Well, a few of us took a little break, had a little stroll to the stage, and um, was bringing all the leftover alcohol back. And I thought, why not? Let's just have a little. Let's have a little drink and a. I wouldn't say still. I had a little. Drink. <laughs> I think I had a very large one. <laughs> And then I was drinking cider, Strongbow. I hate Strongbow. I love, I love cider. No, it, no. I just, I was like, why am I drinking this? But you know, when something's there, it's free. It was left. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, sounds. I'll just drink it and pretend that I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> and then we went to the masquerade. The masquerade was heaving. Ball. It was heaving. It was hot. Yeah, it was very hot. I don't really remember it, to be honest. And then we went to Lisbon, and, and obviously Sue and Kate met us in the Masquerade, yeah. our Loose Lesbians. If you haven't got onto them yet, listen to the Loose Lesbians podcast. They're our favourite podcast to listen to, and they are amazing friends. By far a better po- podcast than us, probably. But, 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 you know, we like to chat absolute shite. So, yeah. But there's, so, yeah. so in case do something constructive, we yeah. just waffle on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was good. And then I think Sue and Kate dropped us off. Apparently, I Sue started reversing the car because uh, Sue was designated driver uh, for Kate, and we just hijacked and got a lift. Apparently, I was screaming at the people in McDonald's, uh, like just chatting absolute bubbles in the back of the car. Like screaming nonsense, not actually having a go at them, and then, yeah, and then they. So Sue was reversing the car, and apparently she just turned, and I was like, upside down on the grass outside. Yeah, fell over, fell out the car. Yeah, what's new? <laughs> and then, obviously, you. Uh, well, I've reviewed the the ring doorbell footage, which, <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah, definitely is. Really interesting. Maybe I could put it on our story on Instagram later. We'll see. Depends if I'm feeling devilish enough. <laughs> to show you the real me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was so proud of Pride weekend was good. Sunday. We had a Bet, chill like, day. Uh, near enough, like, a, I'm, not, I'm lying down on this sofa, staying horizontal for the full day. <laughs> yeah. I was aching. Although, I was actually aching more on the Monday than I was the day after. So, yeah, that was that was hard to get my body to reset. And I'm thinking, this is after one day of a festival. What am I going to do when I go to another festival at the end of this month? But I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah, we'll probably won't have a podcast that weekend. Oh, well. But then at least it'll give us something to talk about, because I've yeah. got the hen party, you've got the festival. Yeah, I've got the gaming festival, and there's a lot going on. But yeah. So then, obviously, we died Sunday. Um, <laughs> like, and like our Lord and Saviour, we resurrected Monday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Pride in general was amazing. You could probably talk a little bit more about how 
why Pride in Liverpool was started up and we can talk about Tuesday then as well. Yeah, so I think in our Pride podcast I alluded to it. So there was a, a young lad called uh, Michael Causer. Um, many years ago he was assaulted at a party, like a house party, um, quite severely. Like the, the he was burnt with lighters, he was he had his hair caught and it was quite it was it was battered um and beaten. Um, black and blue, and unfortunately, when he sort of went to Western Hospital, he he, he died. Um, and certain sort of lost his life to this homophobic attack. Um, this was all stemming from like when he went to sleep in this house party. Um, the aggressors went through his mobile phone and found out he had a boyfriend and had a partner, and and, and that's how they found out he was gay, and that's what instigated the attack and the assault. So from that. Um, the Michael Causer Foundation was born, which is sort of the organisation that exists to carry on Michael's legacy, to celebrate love and diversity, but also to um, bring us back to why we have pride in, in Liverpool. Um, so every year without fail, the Michael Causer family will walk at the front of the march. They'll always be around the Pride Festival site and sort of be involved. So um, normally in the preceding days of Pride in Liverpool um, is the the vigil that takes place, um, and normally it's in Tempest Square. Is it Tempest Square? Yeah. Normally, or Gardens, whatever. Tempest Square, Tempest Gardens, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But this year it was actually at the Saint Nick's Church. It was a little vigil, sort of friends, family, and like sort of professionals or other organisations that are involved in the community to come together, reflect, and obviously take that time to understand and remember Michael as a person but also to sort of look at how far we've come with progression so um you know there was a few speeches um the weather was lovely actually it was a lovely lovely and warm actually outside to sort of be out there and celebrating um and in the sort of area we stood a few years ago they um, sprinkled a load of like daisy seeds um and those daisies sort of growing through um now um, for for people to look at, and my, my daisies was Michael's favourite flower, so yeah. uh, it was quite a poignant moment to sort of look back and reflect, but also see that these flowers have grown through adversity as well, and and sort of the, the message behind that as well. So it was nice, it was lovely to see the family, sort of, especially in a chilled out way as well, because we're not. Um, whilst I saw them on the Saturday of Pride in Liverpool, I was obviously very busy running round like a madman. Um, He's just dying over there. Got a little cough. <laughs> oh. um, and yeah, it was lovely, lovely um, sort of vigil as well. Yeah, uh, it was. Oh my god, sorry. <coughs> it was. It was a really poignant moment. It is every year, I think. Um, I, I've attended two or three now. Yeah, and. I found it really emotional. And, you know, Michael's mum and dad and family and his boyfriend attend every year. And it's just, you know, really powerful that still a number of years on now, the community, uh, the community stand together and, yeah. you know, send the message out that hate will not be accepted within the city and remember Michael. Yeah, absolutely. So, that is what we did on Tuesday. 
let's move on now to our next topic on A Brew with Chris and Lou. Yay! So, thank you for carrying on listening to A Brew with Chris and Lou. If you are local to Merseyside and to Liverpool, you would have seen a very, very strange headline this week and also uh, a very strange hashtag. If you are not local to Merseyside, then... Don't worry, just look at what's trending on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I've just got to close the, the window because there's someone screaming in the park. I'm back onto a park and someone's screaming. It could be the same people that we're just about to talk about now. Uh, <laughs> so the topic, uh, the hashtag was hashtag gobbles on the cobbles. So... It's been a bit of an interesting one, and, and I actually think this is an interesting topic to talk about because obviously what's going on is, you know, the act that, so essentially there was a, there was a woman a getting, uh, sucking, sucking a fellow off in the middle of Concert Square, let's not beat around the yeah. bush, um, and then they were a bang at it on a Mersey Rail train. I mean, those seats are minging, I would not be doing that. Well, there's that, so... But it brings an interesting like topic of discussion around it because I think about it like a youth worker sometimes. And you're so different. And no, because it's interesting because that lad is getting all sorts of praise. And well, I don't think he should. He's getting all these like all the lads like on Twitter and whatnot and Instagram like he's getting all the thumbs up and like the fist pumps and that. Yet the female, the woman. She's then been branded. She, it's all against. It's all slut shaming, and like she's wrong, and she's yeah. dirty, she's disgusting, and, and things like that. But no, they're both, I they're both as bad as each other in my eyes. But and they've both again. There's sort of people praising them for what they're doing. There's people saying it's wrong. My personal opinion, it's wrong because you're yeah. in a public place. At the end of the day, yeah, it's outraging you know, public it's, decency, isn't it? It's that, and and also you know what happens if a child or a young person walks past or a vulnerable person that. Well, this is I'd be concerned if they were there in uh, in Concert Square in the clubbing hours. Yeah, That's the first still, thing first. There's that, but you know, there's always that risk. And again, it's a residential area as well, um, sort of yeah. around there. So there could be, and you know, people coming back late on the train from, you know, being on holiday. It was the weekend when it happened, and you know, I just think there's so many other factors to think about. But for me, that at the root of it is that this lad's being like championed for for what he's done for his achievement his crowning achievement of getting a blowjob in public on the on the cobbles but she's also getting slut shamed and i know there's more to it like the fact that she is the lady she's an only fans creator the guy i don't know has allegedly got a fiance um and things listen, like that but uh, listen right i'm just going to give you the undiplomatic opinion on this uh, <laughs> because you know that's what i'm here for I'm not here to go on about like what's right and wrong. Chris Hubbard is just here to ch- to chat his absolute shite opinion. Ugh. And my opinion is, is they're both as bad as each other in the middle of Concert Square, which is an absolute shithole at the Ugh. best of times. <laughs> but then on a Mersey Rail train to get to be bang at it on a Mersey Rail train as you're approaching probably. I don't know, Hamilton Square. <laughs> Birkenhead Central. Yeah, Green Lane. Green Lane. <laughs> uh, you know, who does that? Like, literally, you know, it's it's just wrong. And, like, and like, I, I don't agree with the slut shaming of the female and that the male should be praised at all. I think neither of them should, should have been doing it in public. 
it's outrage and public decency. It's wrong on so many levels. There were people watching, people cheering. You that, and do you know what? This this really pisses me off because if you think about it, it's a bystander effect. Yeah, we are then permitting that that is fine in society. That is not okay. Yeah. So, you know, call it out. It shouldn't be acceptable. I know that people may be intoxicated or doing things, you know, or like. But for me, it was like there's so many security officers in like security guards around all the bars. Why are they not intervening? They might say it's not their responsibility, but it is because it's outside their venues. Yes. It is their responsibility. Well, it it is. (laughs) Try and and find a Mersey Rail train train path. Well, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, as well, is that. You know, um, <coughs> sorry, I don't know what's wrong with me. You, you've got a cold. Maybe we've, we're getting the rona. Um, but the thing is, is that sex work for me, as long as it's safe and, you know, it's not illegal, it's, it, it's permitted. Yeah. But, you know. Not in a public place. Not in a public place. <laughs> outraging public decency. So for me, it's, it's a massive no. But, you know, I discussed, imagine if we did anal in Asda. <laughs> You've got gobbles on the cobbles and anal in Asda. Anal on the aisle. Anal on the aisle. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, just drop the soap. <laughs> uh, that's the drop shower gel. Yeah. So I just, it's an interesting one and there's so much going on around it. And I know obviously there's like pending investigations so we'll... We'll sort of probably see over the next few weeks what will happen with it. But, yeah, it just seems a bit odd. And I know odd things happen in Concert Square. That's why I actively avoid Concert Square as a place to go and <laughs> over, like, for, like, going out, out. But, you know, I think it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting place. Yeah, interesting to say the least. Yeah. So let's move on to national news then this week. Uh, which is our um, our next topic of conversation is the Archie Battersby case. So this is obviously extremely sad. Uh, what's happened with this uh, young child, young person? Yeah, but obviously it's been seen nationally, and I don't know if anyone remembers who is from Merseyside. We also had a similar case in a way with was it Alfie Evans? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I feel like you need to talk about this some diplomacy. Some diplomacy. Yeah. So, topic of Archie and his family in the news. Um, Archie was found unconscious in his living room. He'd taken part in uh, an online challenge, and he was found unconscious uh, in his living room by his by a member of his family, taken to hospital, um, and. You know, was ended up in a coma. Um, it was later found out that he, I can't remember the full term for it, but it's basically brainstem dead. So, yeah, you know, he, he his body is effectively brain dead. Um, yeah, the only things keeping him alive were ventilators or the machinery. Um, you know, sort of yeah scientific ways to keep his body alive. Um, obviously, um, it got to a point where doc- the doctors, the hospitals have said, you know. There's no point in sort of offering any more treatment because it's not going to work. Yeah, um, his body's just responding 
bit to touch yeah. because that's a general reaction to the body. Yeah. Uh, the family took it to the European Court of Human Rights to find an alternative treatment, take him to alternative hospitals, which again was a similar thing in the Alfie Evans case, that you know, yeah. he's brain dead, um, they wanted to find alternative treatment. The European Court for Human Rights said that they are not going to intervene with what yeah. the professionals are saying sort of on the ground or with with the family um, or, or you know, the patient. Um, and then they had the family had to launch a bid with the the High Court to yeah. say they want to take him to a hospice for palliative care or palliative withdrawal. Um, that was denied. Um, and then uh, over the weekend, uh, Archie sadly stopped breathing, passed away because they'd withdrawn all of those um, mechanical treatments that were in place to keep his body alive. Um, so he passed away over the weekend. And obviously there's there's a lot to think about and there's a lot to talk about for me. You know, it sort of, although it shouldn't be a lesson in why kids shouldn't have access to social media and things that are trending, um, it's it's a hard one because you know, unfortunately, a child's lost their life, um, and there's no learning from it, and the dog is just going absolutely ham on the door out there. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting one, and and you know, I think it, it, I really you know sort of feel sympathy for the family because they've had to go through this long withdrawn process to sort of do what they you know deem is right for their child, and you know, they've had some sort of controversial pushbacks and setbacks from doctors, from medical professionals, from the various courts that they've had to go to, so. Again, it was a similar one with the Alfie Evans case a fair few years ago. That you know, it's hard. The family want nothing but for their yeah for the child. their loved one for their loved one to survive. But I think sometimes, and I think this is where I'm a bit brutal in saying that unfortunately he's brain dead. What can you do for someone that is brain dead? Yeah, and and, and, and do you agree that here's my controversial question: is do you agree that they should really have been fighting and and going to court? I. I agree that there's a there's a fight to be had, but I don't agree. For me, was it ethical to keep the body functioning? Yeah, you know, keep it breathing, keep the heart beating when the brain's not responding to anything. I don't know. I, I can't say anything about that really because I'm not a doctor or a medical professional. But for me, it just didn't seem ethical to keep him fighting for his body fighting for so long, and you know, eventually. You know the respirators have to come off. The sort of medical interventions that they have to be diverted to someone that needs them at that time as well. So it's, yeah. you know, is it worth our NHS holding those provisions in one place when they could be spread out across multiple patients that need them? I don't, you know, it's a really hard one. And you know, one opinion that one person might feel might seem so controversial and so wrong to someone else, but. Likewise for that other person, you know, that person, one person could want them to fight as much as possible to survive, like to sort of do everything they can for that young person, that child. But it's about, the, it's, it's balancing the ethics and, and you know, it, it's hard because it's almost like a double-edged sword. You, can, yeah. you can't do right for doing wrong sometimes yeah. and it's hard. It's a, you know, sort of, you know, it must be a hard job to even balance that. Yeah, and you know, the, the medical staff, must feel awful in having to withdraw the treatment. But yeah, like you say, you have to think about what's ethical and 
for me, it was like, yeah, I just think that it's it's hard because no one likes losing a, fa- a family member or a loved one or a child, and I, you can't. I can't say that I'd ever, I'd ever understand that feeling of pain and loss in yeah. that sense. But you know, it's it's at, at some point you've got to say enough is enough. Yeah, and that for me is is this these cases yeah yeah and it's it's saying you know we've tried like is admitting that you know some it's hard you don't want to admit admit defeat in a way yeah yeah absolutely and you know i feel for the professionals that have tried i feel i do genuinely feel sympathy for the family that's affected by this and people that have been affected um so again it's that it's really hard to look at the bigger picture so equally fairly and, and come out with like a, a resolve that's, yeah. that's beneficial to everyone as well. Um, but yeah, that was a, that's been a, a big thing in the news recently. And, and you know, obviously it, it's probably been on TVs across the nation yeah, and probably around the world because, you know, it's not often, I wouldn't say it's not often, but it's not often we see things like this in the news. So I think yeah. it does stir up emotion. It stirs up feelings and, yeah. And unfortunately, there's people out there that have got to be critical about it, and they've got to be quite blunt and quite, um, you know, reassured over what they're doing. Because you know, at the end of the day, there's probably a big team of professionals around that having to make those critical, sometimes that can feel cold decisions. Yeah, um, but you've got to think; they've got to think clinically, haven't they? Yeah, they've got to. And and you know, I've personally been an experience that I've sort of watched a family member have, you know, those life critical sort of treatments and and medical interventions slowly withdrawn from yeah. a treatment and, and watch that person fade away and it's hard. Um, so yeah. I really can sympathise with the family on that one. Okay, thank you for, uh, for going into that for us. We just wanted to kind of like add some real life stories into what's going on in the world and bring that to our podcast and put our input in in on it i guess yeah so now uh it's our final part of the podcast this week this week i encouraged you well we encourage you to complete our agony and form yeah form uh, request on Instagram <laughs> for the ten darlings. Yes, uh, it does remain anonymous. We have had some messages in, but I'm only going to pick one out per week. However, if you do have an agony amp request and to get advice from myself, as I will be your agony aunt, we'll give you full on unsolicited yes. <laughs> advice that might be the wrong advice. Yeah, you yeah. Know what? It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I am a life counselor after all. <laughs> I have recently qualified in the um, what what qualification can I make up? Uh, the world of life qualification. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I believe I've got a statement that you want me to read out. There. Well, a statement. This slash is question. This, uh, yes, this isn't. I have not read this email that's come in uh not email this met. email it came through on instagram but sure <laughs> yeah yeah same thing okay so give me our first message our first ever agony aunt. yes i'm ready uh, for it oh got your bruise ready so dear chris and lou 
I have recently started dating someone and things were going really well until we started getting more intimate in the bedroom. Then he asked me if I would kiss his feet as he likes his feet being played with. I couldn't think of anything worse. What should I do? Cut those feet clean off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there's the advice. And we're done. (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) Nah, if anyone asks me to kiss their feet, I would absolutely bore. No, chop them off. They they won't need them. Uh, They can be part of Footloose the musical. Uh, No, I... God, I don't let's, even know what I can advise you there. Let's is. break it down. Sometimes you've got to, you know, you've got to make compromises in a in a relationship and dating. Would this be something I compromise on? Would it fuck? But if I am being the world of life counselor, not counselor, life advisor Good. that I am now, I'm saying, you know, you might like something in the bedroom, like you know, uh, I don't know, something like licking your armpits. Oh, that's disgusting. It is disgusting. But carry on. Yeah, that's something that I don't like either. Uh, but, you know, you might like it. Just whack some sure on. Little bit of rollerball. Little bit of rollerball. And, you know, they might have to compromise. Sometimes you've got to compromise in these situations. And this would be uncompromisable for me. Okay. Uh, but So you wouldn't, you know, get any sort of daily cheese fix? No, <laughs> no, okay. I, I'd love a little fungal infection in yeah. my mouth. Got athlete's mouth, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going. I'm going for the Olympics in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, an interesting one. Um, they've recently started dating. This has got to be an absolute deal breaker. Theo wants to come in and lick your feet. I think that's what he wants. Uh, the dog's at the door, chewing his bone, but. Chewing it against the door. Yeah. Um, so they've recently started dating, so I think that would be a deal breaker. Wouldn't yeah. it? You'd just sort of unmatch them on Tinder and be on your way, wouldn't you? Yeah. If, <laughs> yeah. if they've recently started, I uh, yeah. I'd be like, nah fam, bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Um, <laughs> they started and then kisses feet. So it's not even like licking or sniffing. It's proper going straight in for a kiss. So you definitely get an athlete's mouth. What part of the what part of the foot would you kiss? Oh, let me um kiss your um I don't know your, your toe knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> your big toe knuckle. And it's got hair on it. <laughs> hey, did you know that women have get hairs on their toes as well? Some of my mates shave their toes. Oh, okay. It's just a little fact there. I'm okay. sure plenty of women who listen in to us will agree. However, um you know, it might can you can you um can you lick my um the kiss webbing my... in between your toes? Uh, <coughs> say if I've got web feet. Ooh, uh, um or I don't know, can you um kiss my tendon? Me tendon. <laughs> <laughs> can you kiss me tendonitis better? <laughs> <laughs> What's that tendon there? What's that? Your Achilles. Yeah, yeah. Your Achilles tendon. Yeah. Can you please break that, uh, just tongue punch my Achilles tendon? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> tongue punch. I just snorted. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, no. Definitely. Uh, I'd be getting rid. If it's only if it's only recently in, you know what the answer is? Block them on Tinder. Yeah. Change your address. Yeah. Your phone number. I'd hope at this and point. I've already got intimate at this point, so someone's going to know 
Wow. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Move so out. That, <laughs> yeah, move out. Move out. Uh, if your tenancy is nearly up, I'd start looking elsewhere. Uh, Hit yourself on right move. <laughs> Spareroom.com. <laughs> um, well, that is my advice. Uh, I don't have any further advice to add to that. Do you? No, no. When uh, you choose to take that advice, it's, yeah. uh, it's up to you. It's questionable. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, keep sending your agony and questions in. Uh, I'll be sure to answer them each week. We'll probably leave it till the end of the episode so we can end it on a highlight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but thank you for joining us again for episode five. And we look forward to you joining us for episode six. Hope you finish that brew. If not, get the kettle on and uh, make yourself another one. Yeah, I fancy another brew now. All right. Have a nice day. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.